Welcome to the Dance Studio Empire podcast, a mix of business strategies, simple tips for studio growth and success, with a touch of inspiration, motivation, plus raw and honest conversations to ensure you are building your studio empire. I'm your host, Jen Dalton, studio owner for 30 years, dance business coach, and the author of the book, Teaching Dance Beyond the Steps. My business philosophy is creativity is our superpower, and I believe we all have the means and ability to infiltrate this into our studio. Just sometimes we can get too busy, distracted, or overwhelmed to see that. So that is exactly why I am here to help you. So if you are ready to master the art of creating demand, unravel the dance of numbers in your studio, and run your business to its full potential, then you are in the right place. Okay, let's do this. Sit back and relax, and let's get ready to build your dance studio empire. Hey there, studio owners. It is Jen here, and what a great time to check in. I don't know where exactly you are up to. If you are listening to this in real time, we are now into November. It is crazy season for so many of us, particularly of you who listen to the podcast. We've got performances, we've got concerts, we've got things wrapping up, we've got Christmas parties, we've got timetables, we've got re-enrollments and rollover enrollments. There is so much happening. I hope that you are coping okay. Um, I'd love to just challenge you to, to take it on board and try and enjoy the challenge of it instead of looking at it as something that's stressful and hard work, which I get it, it is, but how can you continue through and enjoy each step of it? Because honestly, this is part of the enjoyment. We need to enjoy the steps to get us to where we want to go. As you know, my biggest goal is to have as much planned and prepped before the Christmas break so you can truly have that break over Christmas. But if you can knuckle down and you know really put in the hard work before, I know how hard it is, I know how exhausted you are, but it does pay off. And then each year it should actually get easier and easier because you've you've got your templates, you know what you've got to do, it's just a matter of tweaking. So this is just my words of encouragement to you that if you are feeling in the trenches right now, try and enjoy it, but the end is in sight. Not that I want to rush the year away, but the end is in sight. So you've got this, you can do it. All right, that's my little pep talk to start with. Let's get into today's episode. I know that just like me, many of you are on a mission to find that sweet spot of time and financial freedom through your dance studio. But the big question is, how do you create something that not only supports your bank account, but also allows you to live the life you've always desired? Well, today I am pulling back the curtain and I'm going to um, take you through the nitty gritty of where I focus my time and where I absolutely do not focus my time as the CEO of my dance studio. So you see, being mindful of where you invest your precious time is pivotal. Where um, When we're hustling to gain more freedom in our business, it all starts with understanding where our attention should be and where we should ease off. This isn't just about scaling, it's about ensuring that our dance studio continues to thrive year after year. And we are all going to be in different 
positions where we sit right now with our studios and with all so much stuff that I talk about, it does take time. It's just about getting the processes in place so you can start the momentum rolling. And then you will get to the point where hopefully you can then implement some of these things I'm going to speak about. Because remember, I've been doing this for 30 years, so I should be in this position, right? Yes. Anyway, I believe in you. Um, if this is where you are wanting to take your studio, then please take my words as encouragement, as hopefully something that will help you um, see the possibilities for you in the future if you so want it. All right, let's dive into the five key areas of where I put my focus as the CEO of my dance studio. Number one, the big picture. You will find me in the weeds with the big vision stuff. So I work alongside my management team and we craft a 12 month strategy. Uh, it's not just about setting the course for the year, but it's about creating a roadmap for where we want to be in the future. So we talk about what events we're planning. We'll talk about dates. We'll talk about venues. We'll um, talk about how we can engage with our community. We, will also, we also discuss our fundraising opportunities that we will take up throughout the year. It's all part of painting the big picture for the studio growth. Also during this time, we will work through a marketing strategy and a plan. And we have a look at trends and we have a look at what was working throughout the year, what didn't work, and then we just adjust. So like I said earlier, the first time you do this, it's big, but each year it's really just more about tweaking as you are moving forward. Now for us, we normally do this in December. It's after our classes have finished for the year, but I just like to have it all sorted before Christmas. So everyone, myself and the team, can rest and enjoy the break knowing that as soon as we return to the new, new dance year, we can just jump straight back into action. There's there's no having to be creative and thinking ahead. It's all done. We know what we've got to do. So we can just get in and move forward. Okay, the second thing is a program and classroom upgrades. So when it comes to making significant investments, I've got my eyes on anything pretty much over $500. That's how I judge it right now. But here's the deal. With smaller expenses, I just trust my managers, and this is both my studio and my admin's um, judgment when it comes to these decisions under $500, because they are the ones in the trenches. They know what's working. They understand our studio's unique needs. So if it's under $500, I will let them make the call. It's about delegation and trusting the people who are close to the action. Them making those small decisions then leaves time for me to make the bigger decisions. And so I can essentially focus my energy on other things, bigger growth things for the business. Now, in saying this, if it is something that they are unsure about, they will run it by me quickly, which of course is fine. But this is the trick. This is how they do it. They come to me and they have the facts about it. They have the cost. They have the benefits. They will tell me how we will use it and why we will use it and why it will be a good investment or why we need it in the studio. So it's not only just coming to me and asking me, is it okay? They come to me with, with, with the facts. And so then I can make a really fast, educated decision because they've done the research before. 
That, on a side note, is how you want to be hiring the type of people you want to be hiring, the, the staff member, the teacher who is thinking one step ahead before they come to you. It's a piece of gold. Okay, that is the second one. The third one is building the dream team or building your, your ultimate team. The success of any dance studio is tied closely to the people who make it run smoothly, right? That's why I'm hands-on when it comes to the hiring and the training of our teachers. So hiring the right people isn't just about their qualifications. It's about finding the individuals who align with our studio's culture and values. So training them uh, to understand our vision and approach is equally critical. It's all about creating a team that can drive our studio success forward. Now, this one is actually, it's a better use of my time in making this assessment at the time. So when it comes to uh, the, the whole process of finding someone, interviewing, making that judgment, it, because if the wrong person gets into the role, it actually is going to take more of my time if we were to hire the wrong person. And then I'd have to fix up the, the repercussions of that. So that is why I do it. In saying that, um, my studio manager will sometimes sit in on those interviews and I'm happy to have her opinion and her judgment call as well. It's not only mine, but it's just, it is something that I am involved with. Um, and that is also the same with our training because I'm very particular with our training because it is such an integral part of my studio that my teachers are performing and they're following through on my word that I promise to all of our people that come to our studio. So that's why training is so crucial and that is why it is a priority for me to do that. But I do want to just say it is my studio manager who manages the day-to-day -day with the staff. So again, she makes the decisions. When it comes to the teachers, um, if there's issues coming up, she only runs things by me that are significant. So if teachers are sick, I very rarely know about it. I don't really know about it. Um, and it's up to, so for us, our teachers actually have to organize their own cover. We have an excellent team who really help each other out. So very rarely are we needing to reach outside of our circle, uh, but it is up to them. And then if some reason uh, the teacher can't organize something, they then know that they have to go to the studio manager first. So that's become very clear also in our training that um, our teachers know that their first port of call with any incident is with the studio manager and it's up to the studio manager to determine whether I need to know about it or if she'd like my opinion on it, which is totally fine. So that's where that stands for building the dream team. Okay, number four is tracking my numbers. Key metrics are my jam. This in saying that this has happened more recently in my career as opposed to in the beginning of running my business. It's something I've just got better and more aware of as I've been in business longer. So if you're not quite there yet, that's okay. I'm here to help you. I keep like a really close eye on those trial numbers. I like to see the trial to conversion rates. And then I like to see our retention figures. Now, initially when we start, you know, when I'm looking at my metrics, it's a weekly thing. So at the beginning of the dance year, it's all happening. Um, so I, I like to do it weekly, but as everyone settles into a rhythm, it becomes fortnightly. And sometimes right in the middle of the year when things are pretty smooth and calm, I'll do it monthly. Um, why? Because these numbers are what tell the story. 
So they reveal what's working and what's not. You know, I can see where we're falling short and I can work out ways to fix it. So by tracking these metrics, we can adjust our strategies and ensure that our studio remains the, a place where students want to come, first of all, where they stay and where they learn and continue to grow. Um, basically, I, it just allows me to find the holes and then I can patch them. That's pretty much it. Okay, moving on. Number five, the final one is checking in. So regular communication with my studio manager and my admin manager is a must. And it's not just about the numbers, it's about understanding our team dynamic, troubleshooting any issues, and also celebrating the wins. Now, our teachers know that, like I just mentioned, that their first point of contact is the studio manager. And then it's up to her to assess whether she, she wants or needs input from me. Again, the big things we work out together, the smaller things, she just takes action and makes the decisions. Your team is your heart of your studio. You know, I keep saying it, but keeping that open line of communication ensures everyone is on the same page. That line of communication does not necessarily have to go directly to you. It can be to someone else. It just needs to be clear. I also might just say, like, I also do let my team know. So they all have my number. They all can contact me at any stage. And I do see generally see them at some point through the week. But if there was an issue that they didn't feel comfortable going to the studio manager for, they can come to me, they can contact me. So I don't haven't shut them off. They know that, but they just know for the general issues, they go well, straight to her. So, and thankfully we've never had an issue where I've needed someone, where someone's thought they've needed to go over the manager's head, um, which is really good, but they do, do know that. I do let them know that. So, all right. Now, but what you, um, on the flip side of this, there are things that I consciously don't do as a CEO. And again, this is something that has taken time for me to get to. Uh, and now that I sit here, it's easy for me to read them out, but do know that it did take time. And if this isn't quite you yet, that is okay. You will get there. Okay. The first thing that I don't do is micromanage. So this is a really big no, no for me because micromanaging stifles creativity and progress. And I trust that my team, uh, sorry, I trust in my team and I, I let them do what they're good at. That's, that's how I hired them. That's, that's why they're there. Our team members, they're professional and they bring their unique skills to the table. And I just respect that. It's about empowering, empowering them to make the decisions within their area of expertise. So, as I said, that did take a long time to get there. So don't freak out if you can't do that yet. Okay, the second thing, the day-to-day -day admin. So the nitty-gritty admin stuff, um, I just, I don't sweat it. It's, it's allocated to the teams, the team who needs to action it. So they know if they need to respond to emails, they know who that is. Whoever's responding to phone calls, they know who that is. Social media the team know who it is, so they just do it. I don't go and check every day to make sure that all the emails are being responded. I don't check. I don't, I shouldn't have to. Um, and thankfully they're all on board. And that is because we have an efficient system in place. So my bigger, my focus is on the bigger picture, right? The bigger strategy, the day-to-day -day details are in the capable hands and I trust my team to handle them. And that's not saying that things don't go wrong and things get missed. They absolutely do. But again, because of the communication and 
the training of my managers. They find out that stuff. If they can fix it, they will. If not, they come to me and then I can fix it. So see how it's all molding into some a beautiful, um, a beautiful ball. See how it works, right? Okay. And the third thing that I don't do is studio hovering. So you won't find me at the studio every single day or in the classroom looking over my teacher's shoulders. That is unless there is a problem or there has been a complaint or something is has been brought to our attention that may need addressing. There is times when I then will step into the classroom. However, they are very, very rare. You won't find me there. I've built the team I trust, so I don't need to be there 24-7. I know they're, they're managing the day-to-day operations effectively, and I'm just here to guide and support them from that higher vantage point. Again, going back to that big picture. Now, I, just, I had the best quote the other day. It's when I, the words hovering, the studio hovering, because then it made me think about like parents, how they hover a little bit. Now, the other day I was watching, okay, I'm about to admit now to my guilty pleasure. At the moment, I am watching Lucifer and there was a, um, there was a quote and he said something about, you know, tell the parent to land the helicopter. And I thought, that is so good. I just laughed out loud because I'm like, oh, I'd love to tell so many of my parents to go land their helicopter. Anyway, that was a bit of a side note. All right. Now, it's not that I don't think and strategize about those areas that I just mentioned. It's just that we've got the right structures, the systems and the processes in place from the get go. And this setup allows me then to let go of the things that shouldn't demand my attention. But honestly, balancing where to invest your time and where to step back is just an ongoing journey. But trust me, once you find that balance, you won't want to look back. It's all about building systems that not only sustain your business, but also empower you to lead your studio towards greater success. Now, if this is something that you'd love help and support with, so maybe you're hearing this and it resonates you resonates with you, like this is maybe you're close, maybe this is what your your goal is, then you need to get your hands on my new program. Now, Dance Studio Ignite, this is the program. You could previously have heard about me talking about this program under Dance Studio Balance over the past couple of episodes, but I've I've just had to change the name because Balance just didn't serve its justice with the program. It it is about igniting your studio, so that's why it's changed to Dance Studio Ignite. Now, this is four modules. It is self-paced, so there's no checking in, there's no time limit. It's four very full modules, which consists of videos, workbooks. Um, It contains the processes that I use, the resources, templates, scripts that I use as well. Um, And as I said, it's self-paced. So this is something that you can get, you can start ticking off. And this will honestly set you up so that you can confidently step into the role of CEO into the future. Now, I will leave the links below so you are able to get your hands on this now. Um, yeah, so check the check the links. If you have any questions about it, please just send me a DM. I'm on Instagram mainly, so underscore gendon underscore. Send me a message and we can we can have a chat about it. All right, so I hope this episode this episode has shed some light on where you should be putting your focus and where you should be letting go. Your dance studio empire is waiting for you to take charge. And I know that you've got what it takes. So dance on my friends and keep rocking the studio world.
And that's a wrap for this week's episode. I'm so grateful to have you listen each week. If you found today's episode valuable, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, five stars of course, and leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback empowers me to keep delivering insightful content. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button and be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore Jen Dalton underscore and join our private Facebook group, Dance Studio Empire. Until next time, keep dancing, keep thriving and keep building your dance studio empire.